Good morning, everyone. Brian Newbert here from uh, GoldenBlack.com. Live in his car, driving home from Mackey Arena. Joined, as always, by my friends, my windshield wiper and my turn signal. This is your GoldenBlack.com Drive Home Podcast. Uh, following number two, Purdue's 99-67 to win over Michigan. Uh, this is brought to you by our friends at East End Grill and Ripple and Company. The pastrami tonight was excellent. Um, Purdue Federal Credit Union, uh, TNW Design and Build, AcrePro.com, and the Whitaker Inn, which I will be driving by here shortly if I can see it in this debilitating, blinding fog uh, that we have going on right now in West Lafayette. It is 1.24 in the morning, so I am going to do my best here to make some sense. Uh, if I, this goes off the rails, if I start slurring my speech, uh, if you hear me drive off the road, then... Um, you'll know why uh, it is very late at night or very early in the morning better said uh so we're gonna bang this out hopefully relatively quickly you know when games go like this there's less to talk about than normal so i can probably organically keep this pretty short 99 to 67 win for purdue over a michigan team that has really fallen on hard times here it is just hard to comprehend any michigan team not having players enough to prevent this sort of thing from happening, but that is their reality. A lot has gone into it. Doug McDaniel's suspension was not helpful. His road suspension, I should say, was not helpful. Uh, some things that have happened in the past here in terms of certain guys not being allowed into school, certain guys being lost to the NL, NIL marketplace uh, didn't help either, but nevertheless, you know, Purdue is one of the best teams in college basketball. And Michigan is one of the worst teams in the Big Ten, and uh, they play that Purdue. So this game, you never expect a game to really, really go this way in the Big Ten. But if anyone was going to, this game kind of profiled as such, and sure enough, it did. Uh, I think it was, it was a classic example of Purdue just flexing its muscles. Offensively, uh, on the glass, from a depth perspective, uh, from a multitude of weapons perspective, you know, Zach Eady was two for seven from the floor in the first half. And uh, this is a guy who's got 30 in three straight games prior to tonight. And Purdue weathers his first half quietness and still leads by 24 points at halftime because Lance Jones, Fletcher Lawyer, Braden Smith, those guys all pick up the slack. Purdue shoots the hell out of the ball once again from three-point range. This is a team that really, if you read my analysis following the game, we kind of dissected why this is the most complete team Matt Painter's had at Purdue. Just any number of suffocating dynamics with this team relative to its opponents. Uh, you have multiple guys who can give you offense, multiple guys you can run offense through. Uh should be dominant on the board you should be dominant drawing fouls getting to the foul line things like that the last piece of the puzzle this year was Purdue becoming a great three-point shooting team they always had the ability they just didn't shoot well last year and that really lowered their ceiling and their ceiling right now is through the roof uh, in part for that reason now we all know the three-pointer is quite fickle in basketball at all levels and uh you never go into every game just assuming Purdue's going to shoot 50% from three, 60% from three in the case of tonight, whatever it was, they were 14 to 21 or something like that. Um, but it has been 
really effective to this point, and it is something that should scare the literal bejesus. Whatever bejesus actually means, uh, it should scare that out of people. It is something that opponents have to go in fearing, and that is what Purdue has had going for it when it has had some of its best offensive teams. Uh, It's it's the uh, quote-unquote pick-your-poison dynamic, uh, and I think it really unlocks a lot from Zach Eady, uh, and Purdue has just shot the ball really, really well this season. Again, almost everything else is in place, and I say almost because there's got to be something that's not, that I'm just not diagnosing at this point. The turnovers are obviously something Purdue's got to stay on top of. Hasn't happened for a few games, uh, but it's always something they got to stay on top of. If that doesn't happen, I think Purdue is going to be one of the hardest teams in college basketball to beat. I think their, their ceiling come March is limitless. Uh, I know that might be overstating things following a home win over a, a bad Big Ten team and three wins over or two wins over mediocre people on the road. Um, but that's just what you're seeing from Purdue right now is that level of a high-caliber basketball team here. And, uh, you know, I, I think that uh goes without saying here that Lance Jones has been the proverbial final piece of the puzzle. You know, Purdue didn't recruit him to score. They recruited him to score situationally, to score in different ways than some other people. And he has become a leading scorer guy outside of a leading scorer role. He gets 24 points tonight. Every time I think he's shooting too much or he's not the purest shooter in the world, he comes out and makes five threes. And he makes timely threes. And, um, you know, it's probably time for me to start looking at him as something more than a complimentary piece and something more like a guy who's right there with, you know, Zach Eady, Braden Smith, and Fletcher Lawyer as part of that that trio of your foundational players. Uh, you know, I think Trey Kaufman ran and Mason Gillis as a combination are right up there too. But Lance Jones has been unbelievable. Uh, like I was, I was thinking after the game tonight, what I'm going to do with my All Big Ten ballot. What I would do if the season ended today, obviously it does not. There's lots of games left to be played here, but. Zach Eady is obviously on the first team. Braden Smith's on the first team, in my opinion, at this point. And then Fletcher Lawyer and Lance Jones are both all Big Ten guys who there's only so many spots. Um, so Purdue's got a real obnoxious wealth of riches here uh, on this team. And pretty much every element you want to be a great college basketball team or you need to be a great college basketball team Um Michigan's in a tough spot, man. They just don't have enough players. And, again, saying that about Michigan ever is just something that's hard to wrap your head around. But that's just the reality of it. And to produce credit, you know, they're playing these teams that they should beat, and they're leaving no doubt whatsoever. I know the Illinois game four games ago ended up being a little bit closer than the game actually played out. But Purdue led by 20-something points in that game. Purdue then handled handled Indiana in no uncertain way at Indiana, handled Iowa in no uncertain way at Iowa, and then just literally annihilated Michigan. Literally annihilated Michigan. I, I don't know what how I, you can literally annihilate something without there being a huge mess. But they destroyed the Wolverines tonight, and 
there's no beating your chest over that um, because Michigan's obviously in a really bad spot. But Purdue could have scored 120 points tonight if uh, they had really put their pedal the pedal to the metal. Had they um, not inexplicably gone dry in the middle of the first half with a lot of high percentage shots around the rim. Had Matt Painter not called off the dogs with 20 seconds to go when Purdue was sitting at 99 points and the walk-ons were all you know, looking to be aggressive. Uh, this could have been a lot worse than it actually was. And um, it's not Purdue's way to run it up, uh, but they easily could have. And they could have won this game by 40, even without trying to run it up. Had they just made a few more uh, shots in the first half that they make probably 70% on. Um, so this was a blowout win that could have been an absolute whatever the term that is bigger than blowout would be sort of win um now again michigan's a bad team right now they're really really struggling uh so you don't sit here and and extrapolate this over the rest of the season but this was purdue showing how good it is how great it is how complete it is and uh, that you can extrapolate over the rest of the season. I have a hard time seeing Purdue not winning the Big Ten this season. Uh, I have a hard time seeing Purdue losing a home game. And right now, to be honest with you, I have a hard time seeing the road in front of me because this fog is horror movie-ish. Um, so with that being said, that's probably my cue to wrap this up because I don't know what's in the road in front of me right now. So this is highly irresponsible of me to continue with this podcast while I'm driving. So I'm going to let it go from here from Purdue's 99-67 to win over Michigan in Mackey Arena. This is Brian Newbert from goldenblack.com. Thank you to the East End Grill and Ripple and Company, uh, Purdue Federal Credit Union, TNW Design and Build, AcrePro.com, and the Whitaker Inn, which I just drove by but could not see. Uh, so that tells you what I'm driving in right now. So kids, do not do this at home. This I'm setting a horrible example for people. Uh, this is grotesquely irresponsible of me, and I really shouldn't be doing it. But uh, I've done it now, so I may as well use it. So thanks, everybody.